you not seen that? Hello and welcome to another episode of How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? The Whoa. Fan Critical mm. Podcast. Wow, just the language language, language warning. No. How the feck? No. Okay, NSFW. Mm. The Fan Critical Podcast, where we yep. delve into our closets of shame and admit to the films we really should have seen, but haven't. Today I'm your host, Lucy. Mm. I'm back. Mm. And it is the turn mm. of She's Len. She's back, baby. She's back. The bitch is back. Um, it's the turn of Len to reveal the classic film he hasn't actually seen. Hello, Len. Hello. And um, I, I'm ashamed to say. Do you want me to say it now? Or do, you want um, me, do you want me to say it now, Lucy? I'm going to do a little intro. Just say hello to Gaz. And yeah, then yeah, ask yeah. You. Say hello to him. Say hello, hello. to him. Say hello, hello to him. I'm also fellow. here. Also joined by Gaz. So he's back too. Yep. Um, so Len, mm. I have to ask, and I say this with all sincerity: mm. How the fuck have you not seen The Usual Suspects? Yeah, good question. Yeah, good question. Good um, question. It's one of those where always had it on DVD, <laughs> like my dad had it or whatever. I remember seeing the DVD very vividly. This is when DVDs were like, thing. you know, when you, your family used to bring home a DVD and you were like, oh, cool. And they were in these massive cases and it just, they were stupid. We had that, we had that uh, and... My dad watched it. I remember. Did it have like and a slip case? Was always, oh, yeah. Like you had to take it out of the slip case it, to open it. It had like <laughs> it had like a a perspex <laughs> case. That's you know when yeah, they were the like slip a case thing. is like special edition, I think. Oh, uh, because I had I had yeah, memento on special edition. Shit. It's fucking annoying because oh, nice. like to open it, yeah. you have to slide it out first and then open it. Like, nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. They it's usually like the, the double DVD um, ones when it's a slip case as well. That's it, yeah. Double disc. Yeah. yeah. Special features. So I remember mm. I remember always seeing this DVD and then being like, oh, I, everyone's raving about this. I should watch it. And then it just sort of got longer and longer. And everyone, like said, you know, it sort of faded out of memory a bit. And then, like, whenever everyone talks about it, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. One with Kevin Spacey, yeah? That one, big time. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know... I was, it's just, it's just, I've just lied about it constantly. I have to say, I'm a, li- a filthy liar. <laughs> it's like Reservoir Dogs all over again. I've just been lying through my teeth. How often would you say it's come up that you've had to lie about it? People talking about... Probably, I would say once a year. <laughs> on maybe. average. Okay. On on average. Yeah, if you equate that over my sort of 20, 20 or so Carry years, one, I'd say, yeah, yeah Probably, I've lied about it about 20 times okay. in my life. Wow. So yeah, one a year. Right, well, a lot of people talking about The Usual Suspects then, didn't realise. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what well, did it you all came, think it of all the came film? in one year. Like, all 20 of those lies <laughs> came in the first year. All Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. It was, just, Kaiser Soze. It was, it was in our WhatsApp last week where you were like, how have you not seen The Usual Suspects? I have seen it. <laughs> what? Stop lying. <laughs> again and again. Um, well, what were your again. expectations then going in, Len? Um, I, I have to say, expectation-wise, I thought... Do you want my thoughts on the film as well, um, like, and my blueberry score? Yeah, give, we're just going to roll just, into that. Like, talk about your expectations, um, whether it lived up to them, yeah. and then yeah, your blueberry score and a brief yeah. explanation of the the scoring system for our new listeners. Hello, if you're new. Yeah, hello, if you're new. Uh, the scoring system is we we rate everything um, in the blueberry fashion, and there can be zero to five blueberries. Uh, and there could be no halves, so you have to be very harsh and fair. Mm. You can't like do a three point five; it's ridiculous. You can't do that. No, it's either a three or it's a four. Yeah. Um, and my expectations of this film were very high. Like everyone always talks about this film in such high regards as a great mystery, and I actually like the director Brian Singer a lot. Um, 
And I, I like Kevin going. Spacey as an actor, regard, regardless yeah. of regardless of what he is alleged to have done. I don't done think you're allowed to say it, though. I, I don't even know. What, I, don't, I, you can I don't even know what's going on with Kevin Spacey at the moment. I don't even know what's... Honestly. Yeah, allegedly. Fine. So... I came to this film uh, this afternoon and I'll set the scene. I've got the, you know, my girlfriend's at work and I'm looking after our puppy. She's seven months got old. Girlfriend, she's you? the biggest puppy and in the world as well. Yeah, she's a 45 kilogram Great horse. Dane at the moment. She's, she's a horse. Um, she's and literally I have to, a small and, horse. Like. And I have, she does this thing where she doesn't realise how big she is. She just, she's, she's chewing on my hand right now as we speak. But uh, she, she just climbs all over people like she, she's a little terrier or something <laughs> you know so i'm trying to watch this film i reckon i paused the film in excess of 25 times oh God, because she helpful. was just one for, one for every lie you told about watching it <laughs> yeah because yeah. she was just climbing over me and then she was barking madly at something i was like what is wrong with you this afternoon so she had a vendetta against the film um but other than that i have to say i do not understand the why people think this film is so amazing. Oh, get fucked, um, mate. I, I I honestly think it's very convoluted and I I don't like any of the... See, where, where, whereas we've watched Reservoir Dogs, you actually really relate to some of the characters um, and sort of sympathise with them and they have a bit more... Uh, I don't know, just a bit more character about them. But in this, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I, I don't really, I don't really get the the five of them being a crew. I thought the twist was obvious from the start. Like, I, 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 I didn't know it. I swear, I didn't know it. And and I was just like, "Well, Kevin Spacey's yeah, the yeah. guy or something." It's that is obvious as hell, mate. Um, yeah, and and overall, I, I just, I, I just felt like. Was I really interested in this heist or whatever that was going on? Because I wasn't. I wasn't really interested in it at all. And I, I honestly have to say, maybe it's because people hype this film up, but there are so many better crime films than this that have a twist at the end that uh, I can't even believe Name this one. is... What? Like <laughs> a film that has a twist? No, a better but, crime film that has a twist. A crime film with a twist. You said there are so uh, many. Like, se- like, se- like, <laughs> like, like star- even starring... Ke- even starring Kevin Spacey again, something like Seven, for example, is a far better film than this and has a better twist at the end and has sort of a different bit of, type a of bit, film, a though, mate. Different, different type it's of film. It's not really a well, crime drama. Well, even even Ocean's Eleven, I think, has better elements What's to it than this film. What's the twist in Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, come just on. just the general sort of crime <laughs> plotting. Um, <laughs> You're allowed I, your I opinion. That's, that's fine. Carry on. Ocean's Eleven's um, better I than just didn't... Suspects, official. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy. Oh, I, ju- I just that. didn't enjoy it. That I just didn't enjoy it. Um, do you think that's I don't because like you were pausing it upwards of twenty-five times? Because you really no, have to no, sit 100%. and concentrate and not 100%. be paused. You no, uh, no, 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 no. Because I, I fully understood what was going on. I always watch a film with subtitles, so I am super detailed. I want to know everything they're saying, any little throwaway lines, and I hundred percent was paying attention. I hundred percent was tracking with it. But at the end of the day, I just felt it's very convoluted for something that in the end is made up. Like the whole thing is like, ah, oh, isn't this cool that he just made everything up from the board behind you? But you don't really see, and I went back to look after watching it. I was like, and I actually did a bit of Googling as well. I was like, do you actually see these hints in frame at any point? And there's not that many times that you do. 
So it's really convoluted. The whole story at the end didn't even happen. Like you don't actually know what happened. Um, you know, it's it for me. There's much better out there. I'm going to give it three blueberries because I still think it's quite well edited. Uh, the acting at times is very good, but that's it for me. Three blueberry film. Wow. Harsh. That is harsh, but you know we're all entitled to our opinions, and I think sometimes 100%, yeah. a film that is so overhyped. And we've all gone, how, can, how How the fuck have you not seen this? Um, I'm not saying it is overhyped, but it's been really hyped up. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's good, but I don't understand why it's so um, well rated. But that is your opinion. Gaz, what do you think? Counter. Well, it's just the fact is... Is it better than Ocean's Eleven first? That's the, the barometer for all films now. <laughs> better than Ocean's Eleven. I just want to say, like I also 11. just want to say... I, I don't dislike Ocean's Eleven and I don't think it's I don't think Ocean's Eleven is better than this. However, wow. it's more well, interesting. It it's tape. more interesting. <laughs> I'm actually interested in the plot of that. Whereas I felt with this it's kind of pointless. Like just to say, everyone's like, Oh, is Keaton alive or dead? Keaton's not a likable character. I don't care about Keaton. Like I don't give a fuck if he's dead or alive, to be completely honest. Who's with saying you. is he alive then or it, dead? It's only really verbal kint that cares. I, I, and the no agent. no no it's a, a, agent agent who cares that's where they want agent, you to believe agent. the plot's going <laughs> then it goes on you weren't to paying attention to Co- this film Cozel or whatever well we'll see in the quiz then, guys then... we'll see who the real fan is <laughs> yeah well, and then it yeah, anyway I didn't care about Keaton there's no characters that I like anyway go on Gareth okay um look I mean you you did say there are better films than this like Ocean's Eleven, so um, <laughs> that is recorded. Yeah, that's that's on tape, mate. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I do get where you're coming from from a relatability perspective with the characters. I, I get that. That's a that's a fair point to make. However, yes. do, do you like um, any? Do you like any of the characters, Gareth? Do you actually like them? Do you actually do you actually think uh, oh, that's a I, memorable do, character? Do I, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to like. What? A character <laughs> to to no, be interested do, do you in their think story. Do you think they're I, memorable? Do yeah. you think they're memorable? Yeah, I do. Who's yeah. memorable in this? Uh, what's, Verbal Kint. What's his name again? Kobayashi. Um, <laughs> no, that was a joke. Kobayashi. He's memorable. <laughs> I am Mr. Kobayashi. Something that we have to consider with, with Len's view of this film, and as much as he denies it, it played a factor. If he's pausing the film constantly, this is not the film to pause constantly while you're no. watching it. That's going to have a massive impact on on your your enjoyment of it. I've um, I watched it this afternoon with with my wife, and uh, she wanted to get up and make a coffee, and I was like, right, we're pausing the film. She's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I was like, D- definitely not, not with this movie. You've got to watch it. You've got to pay close attention. As it turned out, we had already watched it a couple of years ago together, um, and she only realised halfway through. But that's not the point. <laughs> Point is, it is a film... Oh, so annoying. It's a film that you do have to really be in the moment with it. And you have to be paying attention. Um, so I think that that has factored into Len's score. Not that I want to speak for you, mate, but that's just... I, 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 I swear it didn't. Happened. And I, I, also, I, also get, I also get that this is a common phenomenon. When you, when you have had a film hyped up to the 10th degree... And then you go and watch it yourself. You're you're always going to be looking for what it is that makes this film amazing. And if it's been overhyped for you, that it's only going to disappoint. Nothing can meet those expectations. So 
I think that you've got a, a heavily influenced score that isn't necessarily reflective of, of what the movie would have, have been to you if you just watched it at the time when everybody else told you to watch it. Yeah. All, yeah. All I'll say is, like, I know I mentioned Ocean's Eleven, that was silly, but obviously I referenced Reservoir Dogs, one of our other films I hadn't seen. And I think that has a similar sort of like, oh, it's a bit of a mystery, what happened? And then it gets revealed at the end or throughout the film, what's going on? And there's a bit of, you know, that for me is a better barometer example. Like that is leaps and bounds above this film. And I gave that a four. So that's my score. Is scoring it better system. than Ocean's Eleven, Reservoir Dogs, would you say? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> okay. Uh... Um, are we going to do Ocean's 12 at any point as well? Just to see whether that's better. I what's, actually what's like the new Ocean's one? 8. Ocean's, the one with the women. That's Ocean's quite good. 8. Although oh, James Corden turns up. Ugh. Yeah, James Corden's in it, so no. Um, so, new. I, and, and I also think, Len, I know you're saying that the, the, the twist is obvious. I think that's because you've heard so much about the film. You've heard that it's the Kevin Spacey movie. Like, people talk about it. Yeah, the Kevin Spacey's movie, Usual Suspects. Yeah, So twist. There's a twist. There's a twist. What a good twist. That's. I think that's got to play a part as well. Because I I do remember the first time I watched it. Maybe, yeah. And um, I didn't see it coming. Uh, Maybe I should have. I didn't at all. And it was... An incredible ending for me, which had a huge impact. And that's why it's a five blueberry film for me. Um, it, it, it isn't necessarily a five blueberry film when I watched it this afternoon for the fifth time or whatever, because I know where it's all going. But there's still there's still parts of that that are kind of cool, where you kind of pick up on the little hints as you go along that you might have missed previously. Um, but that, that first viewing, if you don't know that it is Kevin Spacey, we should put out a spoiler warning, actually, shouldn't we? Um, yeah. I don't think anyone's listening no, to this if they haven't. <laughs> if you it. haven't yeah. watched Usual yeah. Suspects, don't listen to us talk about it. Um, go and watch it first. Because that that ending is the key. It's the key factor that brings the whole film together. It's, it's brilliant. Um, and it's a five blueberry movie. Okay, guys, love it. Um, this film was always one of my favourite films, especially when I was younger, um, partly because I thought it was great, um, but I also think I wanted to seem a bit different and a bit edgier, you know? Like, oh yeah, Usual Suspect, well, you haven't heard of it. That's one of my favourite films. Um, that's the kind of teenager I was. I think watching it again, I've probably seen it about the same amount of times as you guys, like um, four or five times. I think it does stand up well to the test of time, watching it again. I think... It's quite there's quite a dreary drudginess to it, and what you said, Len, about none of the characters being likable, that kind of stood out quite a lot to me watching it again. Didn't affect yeah. my viewing, but I think nowadays films they always try and have some kind of wisecracking protagonist or something. Not really any of that in this film. Um, and you you know watching it, we're talking about Kevin Spacey again. He was one of my favourite actors. Um, I watched L.A. Confidential the week before watching this because it's just. He's just in some of my favourite films, unfortunately, because of the quite serious allegations against him. And I think the film after this, there was quite a lot of films in the 90s. I'm not going to name any of them because I can't remember, but that not good films, but they tried to do this kind of thing um, and they just can't better it. And you say that you saw the, the twist coming, Len, and maybe you did. Um, but I did, but maybe, maybe the, Gaz is right. Maybe it's but subconscious. There's, there's thinking, oh, I bet it's Kevin Spacey. And then there's thinking he's going to have seen this board behind the agent's head and he's just making this whole story up on the fly based on what he sees. Like, that's incredible, I think. I think it's just the impact that has when you watch it. Yeah. It goes beyond, oh, it turns out it was um, Kevin Spacey all along. 
it's that what he draws out and just the realization it still gives me chills of you know he drops the cup and everything um so i'm going to give it five blueberries as well because i I think it's just a seminal piece of work so Mm. i will say i yeah i will say that like for me the issue is you just don't care like like there's no there's no care involved here like i don't care i don't i don't care for keaton i don't care for i mean obviously the one that you care for the most is kevin spacey because you know that you feel sorry for him like, you, you feel sorry for him you, you know you're trying to be guilt into it but at the end of the day i don't really care about his character i didn't care about the agents i didn't care about the plot i, th- I felt that wasn't really well explained because it's all obviously fabricated uh i i i you know it's not the stakes weren't they weren't relevant to me because I didn't care about any of the characters. And I think at the end of the day, if you're going to make me care about a plot twist, you're going to make me care about something like this. You have to make the characters likable in some regard. Like Keaton's a bad cop who they're trying, he's trying to do the right thing. He, you know, oh yeah, he's, he's got a girlfriend now. He's trying to be all serious. I don't care. Keaton, Keaton was literally one of the most bland central characters I've ever felt in a film. Well, we're going to come and on to like that, this. actually. Yeah. I will come on to So that. that was, for me, why it fell down. It, it, the twist is fine and all that sort of stuff, but if it had people I actually cared about, 100%, it would have been a better film. Okay, I'm going to go on to this now because it's actually something I picked up on while watching it again because um, I've always found Gabriel Byrne's portrayal of Keaton... Hey, Friendster, do your friend a favour. Tell him to keep quiet. Um, and mm. the portrayal of him as represented through flashback by verbal as quite underwhelming and the agents are all talking about him as being quite an evil character really um yeah yeah. they're quite like insistent that he's bad and that he's scum and he never seems to do anything that bad really he's quite detached he's quite an underwhelming character in many ways and it only occurred to me watching it again this time that that is because he's being represented by verbal who has this attachment to him. Keaton always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God. And the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. Correct. This is the, it's the archetypal example of an unreliable narrator. Like it's, it's basically like that as a technique in film and TV is done in, in so many ways. And it's like, often it's very subtle. This is almost breaking is the fourth subtle. wall with it. Like it, it tells you at the end, this character has just made up everything that we've seen in this movie. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. Like I, I, I love that. But it never occurred to me that that, that stretch to Keaton. Cause I have always thought like he's, it's quite an underwhelming performance. It's very paired back. And Keaton is built up, like you, you've said a couple of times, Len, I don't care about Keaton, like he's supposed to be this like bad guy, I don't care. And it only, it only occurred to me watching it this, this final time, or this last time, that that's all deliberate. And I just think that's just another layer to add to it. The fact that I've seen it that many times and I've, it's only just occurred to me that that's all part of this un, unreliable narrator, as Len said. Len, sorry, but yes, can, can I Can I jump in, actually? Can I jump in here? And I, I think, actually, this is probably a really good reason why Len doesn't like the movie is because he's picked up on that first time of watching it for whatever reason. 
And I can see why that would be annoying, actually. If it's the first time you've ever watched it and you, you don't know sort of what the, the the full story is and then it's it's almost like at the end, it's almost like a, and it was all a dream sort of thing. Whereas for you and I, Lucy, maybe we watch it and we're invested properly in the film at the time and then it's only in subsequent watches that we we kind of gain that extra those extra layers and that's why it actually adds to our enjoyment of the film whereas for len it 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 takes away from his enjoyment i, of the I film. find unreliable narrator sort of storytelling very frustrating uh, i like it in small doses where there's a little bit of unwavering doubt but for me this is what i meant to you when i said in my rant at the start like None of it matters because he's just made it all up. And yeah, there is a Kobe. But aren't all stories made up? I don't know what his name is. Well, Ooh, well not if they're true, Gareth. He's sitting there like, I don't know, like someone's recanting events. I don't want to be recanted events you, for two you, hours. And then someone go, everything you just watched is yeah, a lie. You don't know what is guy. a lie and what, cool. what isn't. Because obviously a lot of that it, did happen because the boat yeah, is you real. Don't know. The explosion it's is It's a manipulation the of the real. truth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. But for me, I, I did find it like you said, pointless. And like, just like I said to you, I don't, and Lucy said about, um, I, I felt about Keaton. Like I was, I was like, I felt, I felt it, it was a bit of a muddled story with him because, and it makes sense now that, that, you know, he's telling the story, you know, the old Kaiser Soze, but it, it was kind of like at the start he was like, and you promised me no one's going to get killed. And then at the car heist bit where they kill Saul or whatever he was like refusing to kill him and then obviously so Kaiser Soze kills him uh, you know yeah I know but yeah yeah verbal kin um and then so then I'm like oh so he's a really good guy and then at the end he's just going guns akimbo taking down loads of people on the tanker so I was kind of like I don't I don't get it um I yeah it was muddled and I get that because it's kind of hit, you know, Kevin Spacey trying to narrate his own events and then sort of yeah. coming to some sort of climax with it. But it, it felt muddled. And the only other thing I'll say about, because um, I, I just want to say about the think people thinking it's clever that he's made everything up off the board and off the cup and everything like it's not. It's not clever. It you're not the the audience isn't privy to this information, which is the really frustrating part of that like it would be so much smarter if we got glimpses or gbs or cutaways of some of these things like snatched even throughout the film but for me i i was watching it, i was just like was was it was this seeded was this was this intentional it was like no that there could have been anything back there and he just made it up it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter no, to but me it's more like, just the you, like you, the intellect of someone to be able to weave a whole story yeah based on what they're I just get, seeing i get that I get that, but as a viewer, if for these mystery things, the the biggest enjoyment of these sorts of mysteries sometimes is trying to figure them out, and that is taken out of the viewer's like hands in this situation or their eyes because they're not given the opportunity to, and then and then they're just like, oh, everything we just told you is a lie as well. It's just like, oh, come on, come on now. But I don't if think it is that everything stuff, is a lie. It's just that it's been constructed in a way, like you say, we weren't privy to. Yeah but you don't know what's true and what's false because a lot of this stuff has happened. It just hasn't happened in the way we've been told. And now we're realising this. And he's just let this crime lord walk out the door and he's completely finessed him. Yeah. And that is a good... that I do like that sequence. 
but yeah. Uh, anyway, go. Sorry, we got taken away from the point. But yeah, I felt I, I understand now why Keaton's character is very confusing, and like you said, it's because of yeah. I mean, it um, only occurred Kevin to me Spacey's literally watching it this time because it's been a sticking point for me for a while. Just thinking. It's just, yeah, it's just very bad, sort of a background character, even though he's supposed to be the main one. And he's, he's mentioned a lot as being an evil person and you don't really see that. And then it, it only only then just occurred to me why. So I think that's anything that you can find new meaning in repeated viewings is a very yeah. well-crafted film, in my yeah. opinion. Um, yeah. So obviously, Len, you've covered how you felt about the plot and the way it unravels. Gaz, what do you think about the plot? Do you think it's needlessly convoluted or do you think that's all part of it? I think it's uh I think it's all part of it because it you've got to remember that we're seeing the plot from from well Kaiser Soze's perspective really. How do you shoot the devil in the back? What if you miss? And he wants things to be as complicated and confusing as as possible. But um and and I think to be fair I only really kind of got it in my second viewing of the film, it it does make sense. If you pay attention, the story makes sense. Like it progresses properly. And as, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the agent agent that Len called him. Um, what is his name? Um, that is one of the quiz questions. So I'm not going not to gonna answer. Excellent. And don't um, look it up. No, I won't. Um, but as he kind of learns new information and brings that to verbal Kent, um, that new information kind of becomes part of the story and it's it's great i love the way that that happens that's so carefully crafted as a as a script um i so i i like the story and i i like the the initial the first kind of reveal at the end that it wasn't actually a drug deal it was a it was a it was an assassination it was a hit um i think that's great and i think it all it all makes sense I read when I was looking at trivia and stuff, um, the translator of the Hungarian got the word, it's like Pasha or something in Hungarian, but he mispronounces it. So it, it says package rather than man. And that's where they, they're expecting drugs when actually, like you say, it's a hit. Um, but you're not going to know that from watching it unless you're a um, Hungarian. Hungarian speaker, which many people will be. Maybe not our listeners. If, you are lis- if you're listening in from Hungary, Hello. Hello. <laughs> don't know any Hello. Hungarian, so I can't speak Hello. to you about it. Uh, Len, yeah, you, you've kind yeah. of talked about what you thought about the plot. Do you have anything to add to mm. this? Uh, look, I, I don't want to sound too negative about the film because obviously there are good points to it. I I am a sucker for sort of... Uh, and I guess this is the reason I, I, I find this... I don't think this film's aged out well because heist movies, and I'm going to put heist in little commas like that, um and these twisty things there's actually a rick and morty episode about it gaz which is bang on about stuff like this yeah it's just like all the twists there's a twist but then there's another twist and then there's another twist and there's just been so done now and i think i think i can see how this film at the time when it came out was very revolutionary and i believe it was probably i might be wrong about this but one of the first films to do it this well in terms of the fact that it, 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 like you said, I was going into it expecting a twist. So for me, it's that's, kind of. I do a shame. think that's a problem with any film where it's like the twist, yeah, and everyone yeah, goes, it's such a yeah, good twist. Exactly. Yeah. All, it's never going to be as good as yeah. I said. It's 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 like if someone went to see The Sixth Sense now, and then you know, it just completely falls down if you take that away 
from it. So maybe obviously I'm skewed thinking about it. And I can understand how this set a lot of those other films in motion that we just talked about. You know, anything that has a sort of hook, line and sinker twist at the end of it could could stem from a film like this, you know. So um, I, I just felt with the plot that did did it need to go the way it did? They could have simplified it a little bit, I think. Um, just in terms of they do the original heist, which is the, the emeralds for um, three million. Was it three million dollars? Something like that. And I thought the film's going to be about the heist. And then they go to L.A. and then there's this other job and then there's this other job. And I was kind of like, could we make this about like one big job? Just do the whole film as one job. Like, and then maybe you've got more time to think about the characters and less about exposition about where they are or we're going to LA or this is my lawyer girlfriend or this is this. It just felt to me that if they truncated it, simplified it, give more time to the characters, then I think it would have been a better film because it was jumping all over the place all the time. And you've got the FBI agents and the DA and all this stuff going on. I was like, God, it's definitely a a plot based film rather than character based. Yeah. I'm, yeah, and I just feel honestly, and tell tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the best plots sometimes that have amazing twists are quite simple in their execution. But it's the investment in the characters that makes it worthwhile. Like like talk about the sixth sense, right? Like let's just talk about that for a second with, with a massive twist at the end. You care about Bruce Willis's character. Spoiler warning. Like you care about these characters. Sorry, yeah, you care about no, these not characters. Not giving anything away. So when you when you get to the ending, you're actually like, Jesus, man, that's serious stuff. Whereas, as I said before, the whole thing with the Keaton thing at the, the first half of the film is like, Keaton's lied to us about his death before. Keaton's done this. Keaton is a really bad guy. I want to know if Keaton's alive or dead. I was like, to be honest with you, mate, from what I've seen of Keaton, I don't give a fuck if he's alive <laughs> or dead. And then they talk, it, like, to be completely honest with you, and that's the thing. If they set that up as like a twist, that's, you know, that's kind of... What you wanna? I don't think that's you know, the twist, mate. Care. I don't think that's. No. I don't think. No, at listen, any no, point. no, no. That's the first half. Listen, listen, listen. For the first half of the film, that's what they want you to care about. Then they introduce, um, fucking Kevin Spacey's Hungarian name, Kose or whatever he's called, Kaiser Soze. Oh, I can't, can't, said can't it so many times. Time. You know that. He's supposed to be Turkish. Some say his father was German. Nobody ever believed he was real. Nobody ever knew him or saw anybody that ever worked directly for him. But to hear Kobayashi tell it, anybody could have worked for Soze. You never knew. That was his power. Like, then it twists to that. It's like, oh, yeah, Kaiser, Soze. And then it twists to that. And then I get it. But I, I do feel like there's good elements in here. It's just a bit too many of them. Like, just keep one job. That's all I'll say about the plot. Well, just keep it to one job, maybe. One thing I was wondering, um, I'm going to ask Gaz, just because, Len, I think you're too fresh to this, but... When this was ad- or advertised, when it first came out, it was advertised apparently with the tagline, who is Kaiser Soze? But when I watched it, I was never really wondering, I think especially the first time, oh, who is Kaiser Soze? It's going to be one of these guys. Which one is it? That never really occurred to me. What mm. do you think, guys? Uh I think, so I'm, I'm trying to set my mind back to the first time I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously it's probably a while ago, but it's, just, it's never been like, oh, I wonder who it actually is. It's more just basically what is going on yeah i i think i think i think my thoughts would have been like is kaiser soze actually a person like is he yeah is he real he was like a, a fairy tale really like a scary one That's scary it. tale scary tale <laughs> very nice um 
And then, and then, and I, and I, I do remember thinking this the first time I watched it. I remember thinking um, that. Uh, well, first of all, I, I remember, I remember being being very confused by um, the the old guy in um, in the boat because oh, uh, yeah, same. At, at that point, I was like, "This Kaiser Soze is a myth. He's not real. Like, why is he so scared?" Um, but I do remember, do remember thinking that I th- that when um, Keaton is revealed to be Kaiser Soze or is thought is is mentioned as being Kaiser Soze, I believe that. Yeah, I believed that at the time, and I thought, "Fuck, yeah. no way! That's you mental. feel like that's been set up throughout." Yeah, yeah. But Gaz, Gaz, that's the old, uh, that's the twist, and then there's the twist <laughs> after it. That's what I mean. Like that is essentially what this film does, and. Yeah, I get that. I get but that. but the difference then between the Rick and Morty spoof of heist movies is that mm. that as a twist at the time, I think when I when I first watched it, I was like, oh wow, brilliant! That's that's really amazing. How cool! But then this other twist is actually that's that that has been set up, and I know you feel like it hasn't been, but it it has been, and everything else that happens. It, it it makes it worthwhile. It works so well, and it's not just a new load of information. Um, you know, the, but yeah. So my my thought at the time when I first watched it, I think Lucy, in answer to your original question ages ago, was that Keaton <laughs> was Kaiser Soze, and that sort of blew my mind at the time. Um, I need to be followed up by a better better reveal later obviously i don't know about kaiser soze until halfway through the film like honestly like i'd never seen that tagline i'd never heard that so for me it was like i don't know if this guy's real and if he is it's kevin spacey straight away the moment they were like basically from the start of the film and i know it's because in my head i knew there was a twist and like gaz said i'm probably subconsciously thinking about kevin spacey but um it was like, as soon as they were like, who's Kaiser Soze? I was like, it's 100% going to be Kevin Spacey. And then you even see the shot of the Hungarian guy. They're like, they do it like 45 minutes into the film. The guy doing, can you describe the guy to me? They show a shot of this person drawing it. I was like, this is the longest drawing of all time. <laughs> it has because taken by the time a while, they've done yes. a two-hour interrogation, they fax through the picture. I was like, it's definitely going to be him. It's just the you know, fax that, that just, took a while. It's so obvious. Bad connection. Mm. They do, I mean, yeah, obviously. if you watch it back, there's lots of times... Yeah. Fair. And people kept tying up the phone lines so they couldn't get through. Um, Mom, get off the internet. I'm trying to get a scan from the policeman. (laughs) Mom, fuck. Um, But yeah, they do cut to uh, Verbal Kint a lot when uh, Kaiser Soze had been mentioned. That is part of the trivia of the film. Um, So before we wrap up the podcast with a quiz for Len to check that he was paying attention to the film, we already know that he had to keep pausing it, so we'll see. Um, just wanted to discuss what each of your favourite scenes in the films were and why. Now, Len, you weren't that big a fan of the film, but you've said there were some good moments. So what stands out for you? Yeah. Now, I like that if you take it as a as a uh, a scene in general, the ending obviously is, is, is very good. Like, I think the way it's put together with... There's actually a very good line from... Um, what the fuck is that agent's name? Whatever it's not his mate, who's office one they're of in. The questions. So um, his name is okay, Kuyan. Well, I don't know. So Kuyan, Kuyan, Kuyan. Yeah, Kuyan, Kuyan. Yes. Um, there's a very good scene, a line. Sorry, from his mate because obviously conducting the interview in his office, and he's like, 
Man, you're a slob. Yeah, but it all has a system, Dave. It all makes sense when you look at it, right? You gotta, like, stand back from it, you know? You wanna see a real horror show? See my garage. And that's when it sort of clicks in his head and, and it quickly shows all those images and he drops the coffee cup in slow motion and you see Kevin Spacey um, transform from the limp and the crippled hand uh, just to a regular walk. Yeah. And I actually think that's all very well done. Like I have, I have no issues with any of that um, at all. So I think in isolation, that's a very good scene. And obviously it's the scene that everyone will remember when they watch this film. I mean... I don't know about any other scenes that really stood out to me, to, to, to be completely honest with you. Obviously, the lineup, which is the image of the film, um, and is quite comical and, you know, silly at the start. How many keys, you can't tell them. In English, please. Excuse me. In English. How many fucking keys, you can't tell What the fuck? Apparently, it was supposed to be serious, but Benicio Del Toro kept farting. Um, so they just kept laughing. And classic, in the end... classic. They, classic Benicio. Yeah, he. I love I knew him, him in this film. I knew we haven't really him. spoken about so him. Um, we haven't spoken. No, about yeah, him. Fenster. Yeah, yeah. He is, his his accent is is bizarre. It's um, great, but it's uh, yeah, brilliant. he was good. In yeah. it. Actually, I will say, yeah. I will say, out of all of the characters, Fenster was the one that I actually liked the most. So it was a shame when he got whacked first. Flippier. Um, a flippier for real. I say you're flippier. He what? Flippier. Flippy for real. Yeah, I'm shaking. Yeah. More yeah. weird stuff. That yeah. So <laughs> for, for me, the end scene, obviously, um, and the lineup scene. Okay. I'm going to go next. Um, it's only a small scene, but I think it's really memorable is when McManus, played by Stephen Baldwin, probably my second favorite Baldwin after Alec, um, he's sitting on top of the <laughs> yeah, lift always. up to um, the lawyer Kobayashi's office. And Kobayashi, who's played by British actor Pete Postlethwaite, RIP. He's flanked by two bodyguards in the lift, and as it ascends and goes dark between the floors, you hear two gunshots in the dark. Bang, bang. Um, and then as yeah. the lift goes back into the light again, you see Kobayashi standing alone with bloody gunshots on the window yeah. in the lift either side of him. And then the camera cuts to McManus yeah. just leering down at him. And I just love it. It's so, it's such a simple um, scene, but very effective and memorable. So mm. that's probably my. I did think, other than I, the I ending, did, obviously. I did, yeah. I did think the effects in that scene were actually very good yeah. uh, with the strobe lighting. Um, it was that that was all right. Yeah, that good. was all right. Um, uh, Gaz, I, I, what, I, what do you think? Before I before I mention mine, I I, I want to say that something. And I mean, you mentioned that we haven't really mentioned it, but I think the acting from um, like I think Stephen Baldwin, Baldwin's great in this. I love. Yeah. I, I, Quite unhinged. There's like he yeah. seems like he's barely hanging on to not being violent. Yeah, he, and and he, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. I think I think mm. both of them are great in this. Yeah, um, great, great. And yeah, all I'll say all I'll say about Stephen Baldwin's character is I just felt like he was just that stereotypical like, "Hey man, I'll do what I want. You want to start something?" And then out of nowhere, he was like the best assassin of all time. No, I was kind of was like, mentioned. I don't understand. Your character's kind of like. When when well, when when it just felt to me he, like he was when isn't out of nowhere like some assassin. sort of like 007 agent. I mean, look, here's the thing: <laughs> when he isn't the assassin, when, he, when they're just doing little heists. <laughs> what do you mean? The the first time Not when they're destroying tankards, he kills the two guys with double pistols who are holding his two mates. He shoots them both in the head. Yeah, no, that's not yeah, the first time you see him. That's that's halfway. No, the that's film. the first time you see him but with I, a gun. I will, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, but also just to go back to unreliable narrator, like we actually don't know if that's the way he was yeah, uh, it's, at all. Yeah, it's portrayed as very gung-ho. You. So, you don't know so once again, I happened. retract my statement saying that he was, that, that it was muddled, his character, because obviously the story is muddled intentionally. So, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, my favourite scene... Um, <sighs> It's going to be. It's going to sound really weird. It's, it's a bit of a random selection, but I just think I think he's a an underrated presence in the film. Is um, what's his name? It's is it is it Peter Green, um, who is Redfoot. Oh yeah, he's in the mask. That's where he, who who from. is the bad guy from the mask and Dorian. Yeah, Dorian. Yeah, Dorian in the mask, <laughs> and he's. I love I love his screen presence. And I really like his clothes. That nineties yeah. look. He looks really yeah. cool. Yeah, he's got cool clothes. He, yeah. he looks so fucking cool. And when he's like, "Enjoy LA, get yourself laid." I'm like, "This guy is so cool." He's he's like a nineties Matthew McConaughey, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know, like a real nineties version. Yeah, properly. Um, and I I like the two scenes with him in it, and um, like the tension of the second scene. Where, you know, you've got you've got uh, Stephen Baldwin wanting to kill him, and obviously Keaton's like, "Listen, I got this. I got this. Don't worry. Settle down. Calm down." Um, but the first scene as well, when Keaton reveals to him that he killed his his mate uh, in prison, I don't know. I just I like those two scenes, um, those two little standoffy scenes in in LA. Um, uh, I haven't because that is quite character and dialogue led when a lot of the film isn't probably it does stand out doesn't it yeah yeah maybe that's what it is um I haven't quite sort of interpreted the the, the meaning of that because again this is all from um Kint's perspective or Kaiser mm. Soze's perspective pretending um, to be Kint yeah yeah uh, so I, I don't I haven't quite worked out what the point of that is from his from his from his version of events why that story is important but um but i just like them i like that 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 character moment those character moments a little bit of trivia when um Stephen it, baldwin flicks even the existed. cigarette at him it's supposed to land on his chest no the other way around when dorian um flicks the cigarette at uh, yeah. Stephen baldwin it, it's supposed to hit him in the chest but it hits him in the face and his reaction <laughs> yeah. is real there <laughs> Yeah. It's such a good Dangerous. reaction. Get the stunt man in. Yeah. I thought I was like, that's he's a good, good shot. in that film, actually, Stephen Baldwin. I know he's a bit of a nutter now, apparently, but um, he was on mm. Celebrity Big Brother, which is the that's the barometer Ouch. of going a bit nuts. Um, that's low. But yeah, that's no, low, I think it? I think we've covered everything that we can. I mean, we haven't because there's so much more we could probably say, but we are limited with time. Mm. Um, if there's anything anyone else wants to add, please do. If not, it will be quiz time. Len, I hope you're ready. Quiz time. Quiz I'm time, scared quiz time, for the quiz, quiz to be completely honest it's with you. It's not... Um, it's... Well, we'll see. You'll, you'll see. Here's the thing. 
here's the thing. I need to score three out of six, right? So six questions, three right. I believe that's good odds. No one's failed yet, so I'm ready. So um, if you want any respect you know, from your peers, I was paying you've got attention. to get at least three. Um, anything less, no, you, you have, have to watch, watch again. the film again. And to be honest with you, I don't want to watch it again. I think you I should. Watch I think you should watch it again. I genuinely do because <laughs> I don't think you've come at what it. What do I do? Put the, the right dog in a kennel? Yeah, with the dog in the kennel. Yeah, that's the best way to watch any film. <laughs> Most expensive second viewing of all time. Okay. It's going to cost me about 250 quid to put her away for the day. <laughs> Jesus. Um, just to get that blueberry score up. Cue the music. Um, okay, so question one. What is the full name of Dean Keaton's lawyer girlfriend? Fuck. Full name? It's like... We find out she's been murdered as well at the end. It's like Fariner or something. That's Fariner. her surname. Is that a name? It's like... Um, is that your final answer? Fariner. Far- no, it's like Edith. Oh, close. It's her first name. Is her, fir- is her first name Edith? No. It's very... It's close to that. I don't know why I'm giving you clues. Fuck. I literally don't know why. They're Edith Fariner, that's my okay. guess. It's going to be fucking <laughs> that's something not, similar to that. That isn't is it? not the worst guess I've ever had. It's, it's better than not. me saying Wenstrom for the the ship in Alien. Eileen Fariner? No, it's Edie Finneran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, that's so close. But that is wrong. I know it doesn't sound it. It's I'm close. Like, Edie I, I always, I did think her surname was mental. It's good, but like, it's not right. It, and the way that Co- and the way that Kobayashi says it, I was just like, what? Don't a blame weird Kobayashi. Way to... It's not his fault. Anyway. Okay. Next question number two: The so-called usual suspects meet at a police lineup for questioning following a truck hi- truck following a truck hijack a truck hijack in NYC. Later in the film, it is revealed who was actually guilty of this crime. Who was yeah. it? Yeah, it's quite a throwaway line, actually, and I did pick up on it. It was Todd. Todd, the character Todd. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember he... his surname? Doesn't matter if you don't. Hockey or something. Todd Hockey? Yeah, it's Hockney. <sighs> so close. Todd Hockney, played by Kevin Pollack. So that is yeah, correct. Well done. The Ding. most forgettable character, probably, of the lot, maybe, arguably. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, he does quite... a cool little he's... wiping of his face when he's being a mechanic when the police come for him at the start. Oh, yeah. That's quite good. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, and just I, clean also, himself up for the cops. You'll note that he calls the cops when they do the stick-up cocksuckers. So there's a little um, hint back yeah. to the line that they all have to say. Um, question three. Kevin Spacey's character is nicknamed Verbal Kint as people say he talks too much. What is his character's actual first name? Great question. Thanks, Gaz. Uh, he only you says know, it. It's... Roger. Correct. Yes! Well done. That's a good one. Did you know that, Gaz? It's Roger, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he says it in the. They say, "Who's the gimp over there?" And, 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 and hold it. Yeah, he is and then dropping a the gimp, gimp at that say, point. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. I don't know if we can yeah. say gimp, but we've said it. Um, no, they four. say it. We're just repeating the lines. They are repeating the lines in Detective Rabin <laughs> Rabin's office. Verbal mentions Rabin. that he belonged to a barbershop quarter in Illinois. In oh, what town God. was this located? Easy. This is hard. This is easy because he says it about a million times, and it reminded me of Home Alone. I don't know why, Gareth. Um, yeah, Gareth. In Home Alone. In Home Alone, because Gaz loves Home Alone. 
in Home Alone, we, we like, when she gets a lift, when she gets a lift back home, spoiler warning for Home Alone, um, she <laughs> rides with that polka band, that yeah. polka band, right? Yeah. Polka, polka, and, and, polka. <laughs> and for some reason, every time you kept talking about this band in Skokie, Illinois, or whatever, Skokie, Illinois, ding. Yep. I was like, it's reminding me of Polka Band from Home Alone, <laughs> and he kept saying it. <laughs> That's probably so why that's you didn't enjoy the that. film so much. You had John Candy polka 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 in your head too much. But that I is love correct. That. Yeah. Skokie, yeah, yeah, Illinois. Good. So you've already got, I got three. three. Yes. So well done. But let's so see if you, you can get Hold on, sorry. More. Just as a as a as a bonus question, seeing as you have already got three. Do you remember what the uh, polka band are called in Home Lane? <laughs> the um the polkas. <laughs> <laughs> that is poor. That's a polkin poor trio. The, pol- the polkin, polkin lads. I don't know. Wait, lads are going poking. Uh, you're not. <laughs> lads are going poking. Enough about. <laughs> enough about your trips to Magaluf, mate. It was the. Um, oh dear. There were the uh, the Kenosha Kickers. Oh my god! Wow. I would never have got that. There's no one okay. Anyway. Point. Okay, so you you you're safe. You don't have to watch it again. Still think you should. Number five, which organisation yeah. does Agent Kujan, who interviews Kint throughout the film, oh, work fuck. for? He's not the DA because uh, Soze cuts a deal with the DA and then he comes in. Probably the FBI. No, it's the US fuck. Customs. Oh, it's the, that's the worst department. Who cares about yeah. that? Anyway, next. Well, they assuming that there was a lot of coke officer. stolen from their boat, so. Yeah, true. There you go. Right, true. last question. Uh, verbal kint walks with a limp. Which leg is affected? Uh, it's the <laughs> left leg. Correct. And his left hand is all left-sided. So you've got four out of six. That's very respectable Ooh. for someone who I had to pause the film good. 25 times and didn't really enjoy it. So, yeah, you don't that's, have to watch it again. Yeah. But give it some time and I think you should. Uh, Look, I'm not saying it's a bad film. Three is a very good score. Like Anyone who thinks Mm. three is a bad score is silly because that's not true. You gave it three and you you don't seem to really think it's that good though when you talk about it. No, but I I do think, as I told you, I respect it in terms of at the time it was made and everything it was doing. And obviously for me, it's sullied because maybe I know there's a twist in the film. You know what I mean? But... At the same time, I do think that since it has been made, there are other films who have done twists to a more elegant degree. And okay. that may be a more simplified way that is less... There's just a lot of information in this film that I feel like you could cut a lot of the information out. And then I think about other films, like we talked about Reservoir Dogs, where the dialogue and the character dialogue... And Gaz, you'll be testament to this. In Reservoir Dogs, we talk about the opening scene where they're all just sitting around a table talking. Within that scene... That one scene, which we've called one of the best openings of all time, we all said it was amazing. You actually get to know the characters within five, a five or six or seven minute scene. We've learned all of the about all of the characters. We sort of can sense what sort of vibe they're giving off. We know whether they're likable or dislikable, and that 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 goes throughout that movie. And I feel like what this film is lacking to me is any of that sort of realistic dialogue and realistic character development. Um, which for me, I don't means think Tarantino's realistic end. dialogue, though, is it? Do no, I really think his dialogues. I no, I think I think his dialogues the best scripted dialogue. It's highly stylized, though. It's not. It's not realistic. Yeah, it's stylized, but I mean, like, it, it, you you listen to these characters and you actually believe what they're saying. Whereas, 
I, I and the thing is the twist the twist in that film and the twist in those sorts of films works because I care about the characters and that's the only thing that falls down for me is my care of the characters therefore meaning that the twist to me isn't a shock and isn't like something that I really care about so okay. that's all I'll say about it I think the execution's damning fine critique from Len it's not a damning critique it's not a damning <laughs> critique <laughs> and I respect the film I, I didn't dislike the film I gave it three blueberries editing good acting okay uh the 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 camera works good you know the the general ideas there i just think it could have been better if it was simplified and you cared a little bit more about keaton and you cared a little bit more about um the other supporting cast members other than fenster who i do think is actually quite cool i think that is all deliberate but obviously the way that you have viewed the film it's up to you how you interpret it yeah 100 percent yeah, yeah. Oh, and right. as I said, I had a yeah. had a great day in on my in my face for uh, I yes, would say forty five minutes of this film, anyone. and you know, yeah, and she, she's a big girl, she's a big girl sitting on my big lap, big girl, so. big girl. Okay, well, I think that about does it for us here. Unless you've got any parting words that you'd like to add, Gaz. I think I would just like to say that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people that he didn't exist. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist Ooh. Yeah. and with that he's yeah. gone i mean we can't we've well not he's gone, gone. because we're no, not, we, can't, we can't end because we, we need to know what we're doing um, next team <laughs> so the next uh one of these podcasts we're going to do is the this film. one is mental this, this one, one is, mental. is mental i think this is the worst this, this is the worst this one might be, yeah this might be the worst one so this is emma's film that she really should have seen but hasn't no, that she's not here. Really... So let's properly slag her off. This is unbelievable. She, is, she should be ashamed this is, of herself. This is ridiculous. I'm angry. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is one of my favourite films ever. Like, it is just such a classic. It's the Ridley Scott epic, the film that yeah. made a star out of Russell Crowe, for better or for worse, Gladiator. Emma hasn't seen <laughs> Gladiator. That is, she hasn't seen Mental. Gladiator. I'm, Emma, I am how the fuck have you not seen that? I'm not seen that. How the fuck have you not seen that? Wow. I will say, like, I thought Reservoir Dogs was the worst that, that no one has seen. Um, and then Aliens came out. Lucy said that. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's actually worse, in my opinion, because, you know, that is just worse. And now this has come out. And this is like, this is big screen yeah, everyone uni- has a seen universal it cannon film. fodder it's yeah. not this niche. is universal there's no it's, reason that people wouldn't like this film like it's or, almost want to watch this film like it treads so many genres blockbuster history war, romance um romance it's, epic. it's got everything it's, in it it's, it's cinema it's almost, in its purest form i would say it's almost almost like it's part of a, a generation defining group of films it got me into film i think like really into those kind of films like classic cinema oh i just absolutely love it i can't wait to talk about it you know what Um, and before emma even mentioned it um it was recently added to netflix here yeah and i was i was just scrolling through the other day and you know it's it's such a good sunday movie oh my god such such a good sunday movie i actually said that to aaron yesterday i was like let's watch it last night (laughs) yeah actually it's a sunday film let's watch it sunday tomorrow afternoon i'm gonna tuck up with a blanket get get my dog and my girlfriend involved and we're gonna watch gladiator i do know what let's (laughs) let's do let's do a netflix party your household and mine we'll do we'll do gladiator tomorrow so it sounds like just a party I mean, just for reference as well, here in here in Melbourne, in Australia, 
we've gone back into lockdown. We were in lockdown. Again. We came out of it. Len and I hung out like every day. We were constantly hugging. And then oh, they've said kissing. no more hugging for anybody. Yeah. Go back to your own individual houses. So we're separated again, which is devastating. For both That's got to hurt. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'd like to thank you both for joining hurt. me today to, for this oh. discussion. No, Thanks thank for hosting. you for hosting, Lucy. You're more than welcome. Um, stay safe. And thanks we'll for do. listening yeah. out there. Yeah. And we'll see thanks, you very guys. soon. Stay Bye. safe, everybody. Bye. See ya. The Bye. greatest trick the devil ever did <laughs> was telling everyone that the usual suspects did. is a five blueberry film. And Goodbye. with that, they were gone. <laughs>